Good morning, podcast. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. And today, we're talking all about ribs. Now, before I jump into this, I want to say that I have been sick for about a week, and I'm finally starting to feel better. I'm still coughing and sneezing and congested, but I am feeling better. I think I sound better. So thank you to everybody out there wishing me well. Now let's talk about some ribs. Now I love ribs. I love them done all kinds of ways and with all kinds of flavors. And so for whatever reason I thought today I would talk all about ribs. So sit back, strap in, and get ready to learn everything you ever needed to know about cooking ribs at home. For the purposes of today's post, I'm focusing only on pork ribs. So if you're looking for beef short ribs, this isn't the, the podcast episode for you. Now, there are really only two types of pork ribs. There's side ribs and back ribs. You'll often find a lot of other names, such as baby back ribs, St. Louis style ribs, spare ribs, etc. But all of these fall under either fall under either back rib or side rib. So let's take a look at the difference in the two. Side ribs or spare ribs come from the belly section or side of the pig. These are meatier and juicier than back ribs. And more than likely, if you've ordered a rack of ribs at a restaurant, this is what you've been given. Back ribs or baby back ribs come from the back of the pig, close to the loin. Back ribs aren't as meaty or as fatty as side ribs, but they're more tender and so need less cooking. These also tend to be the more expensive of the two types of ribs. So you've settled on the ribs you want. You get home, you open the package, now what? Well, before you cook the ribs, you have to clean them. And when I say clean them, what I mean is that it's a good idea to clean them in order to get the best eating experience from them. To be clear, I'm not talking about washing the ribs. I'm talking about cleaning them. So on the back of the ribs, there is a membrane which doesn't really break down in cooking. If you take a knife and slice horizontally between this membrane and the first rib bone, you should be able to grab the membrane and pull it off in one big strip. It's easiest to use a paper towel or a clean dish towel to grip the membrane. The only other cleaning you have to do is take off any excess fat or any pieces of meat that look out of place. It is possible that when you buy your side ribs, they'll have a line of meat at the bottom and a flap of meat on the back. I prefer to take these off and use them for something else, uh, often a soup or a Chinese-style honey garlic spare ribs. Um, The rib tips come off very easily. You just have to find the end of the rib bones and run your knife along the length of the rack. (coughs) Excuse me, and they'll come right off. Now, brining and marinating. <clears throat> okay, your ribs are now your your ribs are cleaned and now it's time to get cooking. Or is it? At this point, you could absolutely start cooking your ribs. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. At this point, you could absolutely start cooking your ribs, but you can also impart a ton of flavor by brining or marinating your ribs prior to cooking. Now, what's the difference between brining and a marinade? Well, brines are a a solution of salt and water. It usually contains sugar as well and other flavorings. The ratio of salt to water is 16 to 1. So for every cup of water, you want one tablespoon of salt. For ribs, I usually add equal parts sugar to salt. Now, If you want to brine two racks of ribs, you would likely use about four liters of water, one cup of salt, one cup of sugar, a handful of peppercorns, four bay leaves, a bunch of thyme, and one cinnamon stick. Heat all this together until the sugar and salt is dissolved. Let 
let this mixture come cool to room temperature, strain it, and add your ribs, and let the ribs sit in it, in the brine, in the fridge, for at least six hours. Now they're ready to cook. The purpose of the brine is twofold. One, you are imparting flavor into the meat, and this way of brine is similar to a marinade. Two, because of the salt content of the water, liquid is actually being drawn out of the ribs. Simultaneously, brine is replacing that liquid. Because of the high salt content in the brine, and now the high brine content in the ribs, the meat will actually retain more moisture and be much more juicy even after a long cooking time. Marinades have one purpose, impart flavor. A marinade can be almost anything, but the idea is that you want uh, a lot of flavor and balance. You want a, a bit of sweet mixed with acidity, mixed with salty, and even maybe a little heat. That's really all it comes down to. Cooking your ribs. Okay, first things first, a lot of people boil their ribs to speed up the cooking time. The problem with this is that the high heat of boiling actually toughens the meat. And unless you've heavily, heavily seasoned the boiling liquid, you are removing all the rib flavor. Ribs are the type of thing that you really can't rush. Trying to speed up the process doesn't help you or the ribs. Now, if you do want to tenderize the ribs, you can cook them in liquid, but do not boil them. Braise them. Braising is the technique of cooking an item in liquid or moist heat at a low temperature. Yes, this is going to take longer, but the quality of the ribs will be undeniable. Make sure to flavor your braising liquid. Use stocks, herbs, vegetables, vinegar, whatever you want, but flavor it. And don't overcook the ribs. You want them to still have structure. Now, braising honestly could be as simple as wrapping the ribs in parchment and then in foil and letting the steam that's escaping from the ribs cook the meat. Honestly, that's a type of braising. And it's a really delicious type of braising. Now, my preferred method of cooking ribs at home is to slow roast them. They can be put in the oven naked and finished with a sauce. They can be dry rubbed with a mixture of salt, sugar, pepper, and flavorings. Or they can be lightly sauced as long as the sauce isn't too sweet. I usually cook my ribs uncovered in the oven on a broiler rack at either 275 or 300 degrees Fahrenheit. And I put them in the oven and forget about them for three or four hours. If I'm going to put a classic barbecue sauce on the ribs, I actually take them out of the oven once they're tender, slather them in sauce, and then put them under the broiler for a few minutes. This gives me that lightly charred flavor of the barbecue while using only my oven. If I've gone the dry rub route, I usually go with a light finishing sauce like a gastrique. A gastrique is essentially a French sweet and sour sauce made by reducing vinegar and sugar. Other flavorings can be added as well. For example, um, or rather, an example of this would be equal parts cider vinegar and sugar with one cinnamon stick and one star anise. This is all simmered together until the sauce is thick, and then I drizzle this over the ribs. Now, I do like combining a dry rub with a classic barbecue sauce as well because you just get layers upon layers of flavor, so that's always an option too. Now, of course, there are countless ways to cook ribs. Everyone has their own technique from soaking them in Dr. Pepper or Coke to boiling the shit out of them to smoking them. Whatever you choose to do to your ribs is up to you. You're the one eating them. But the information I just laid out, should you choose to, to use it, will help you create the best ribs possible. Do you have a tip I didn't mention? Do you disagree with something I said? I'd love to hear from you. Leave a comment um, either here or on my social media, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. 
thank you for listening, everybody. I know that this was a long post, and I know that my voice is kind of wavering. I'm doing my best. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you got something out of it, and I hope that you enjoy your Monday. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food and Five, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly, and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. You can like, subscribe, share, and comment on this podcast uh, and rate it, I think. And as always, have a great Monday. I'll be back tomorrow with another fantastic episode of Food and Five. Tomorrow's Tuesday. That means we're doing food history. And I think we're going to do it about Halloween candy. I'll see you then.